This is the Unstoppable Authors Podcast with world-building warrior Angeline Trevina and the queen of flawed protagonists, H.B. Line. Every week we bring you discussions on the craft of writing, author life and business and interviews with some of the industry's most unstoppable authors. A writer's life doesn't have to be solitary. We're here to bust that myth, support you on your journey and encourage you to be unstoppable. Welcome to episode number 71 of Unstoppable Authors, and it's time to put your blushes aside because today we are talking about writing sex scenes. Before we get started, a huge shout out to our patrons. Your support means the world to us. Patrons get early access to episodes, exclusive behind the scenes access to our off-air banter, as well as the warm, fuzzy feeling of supporting the podcast. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so for just £3 a month at patreon.com forward slash unstoppable others. And it would also be really great if you could take a moment to share this episode on social media. You could grab a screenshot, you can share it directly from your podcast platform, or you could even take a selfie with it, but do keep it clean. (laughs) Just remember to tag us so that we can share it too. It means so much to hear from our listeners and to know that you enjoy the show. So let's start off with our personal updates. Um, I actually, I wrote this. Um, yeah, I wrote some notes down for this a couple of days ago and everything's changed. Um, <laughs> so I was going to say I'm crushing NaNoWriMo. I was two days ago. Um, now I, I passed the 20,000 word mark this week and I've had a couple of 4K days and I am loving my book. All brilliant. Um, but the last couple of days I've hardly written anything due to various things. Um, yeah, I managed to kind of write myself into a bit of a corner, which... I won't go on about here, um, because, but just, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, it's just normally I write linearly. I write my stories from start to finish. And as a discovery writer, I just, I find out what the story is going to be as it emerges. But for some reason with this book, I've ended up hopping about a bit. And now I've got all these disconnected scenes and I have to uh-huh. try and thread them together. And I'm a bit like, huh, what? Um, but anyway, mm. I've had some stellar advice from the incomparable Sasha Black uh, last night while we were recording our Indie Fire panel on story structure. Uh, do you see what I did there? And uh, <laughs> so I'm going to take her advice and get back on track. Um, but yeah, so other than the last couple of days, loving Nano, loving my book. And yeah, I've been really trying to prioritise writing over all the other business stuff and so far touchwood that's working quite well for me so yes i am also very much a linear writer and i can tell you now if i try to jump around and write things out of order i would get so confused i dread to think what my book would be like (laughs) at the end of it yeah my brain just doesn't work that way so um I'm sorry that you've written yourself into a corner so I probably shouldn't tell you that just today I had this massive outpouring of ideas 
and my brain suddenly connected the beginning of my novella that I'm writing to the end of it and I suddenly know exactly what's going to happen (laughs) which is oh that's a great feeling as a discovery writer (laughs) and honestly these ideas were coming so fast that I couldn't even write them down quick enough my pet I I was writing in my notebook like this free feverish mad woman it's not very like me I don't often (laughs) have those moments so uh yeah that was kind of exciting I am absolutely still pounding away with this Christmas novella that I decided to write in two weeks <laughs> and yeah if anyone does think I'm completely crazy for attempting to do that I do completely agree it is <laughs> um other than that the edits for my cyberpunk novel Silkwash have been very much put on the back burner but uh, I'm like that's okay for now I'm I'm fine and uh, as as Holly's already said yes we are both absolutely super busy putting everything together for indie fire and honestly I am starting to feel a bit overwhelmed with everything that I'm trying to juggle at the same time I am such an idiot for trying to do so much in just one month and I never learn I keep I keep doing this to myself it's ridiculous but I've got the cover for the novella sorted that is done and that's such a special moment isn't it when you get Mm. your cover finished and the cover for Silkwash is coming along I think just a couple more tweaks will get it perfect so yeah that's really good motivation to keep me going thankfully. yeah that's good and we both do this we both take on absolutely loads of stuff and yep. get really overwhelmed <laughs> but we you know props to us both we managed to accomplish a lot we you know there's not very much that just slips through the cracks or it doesn't seem that way anyway we we may take a lot on but we accomplish a lot as well so you know yeah I, I think my housework is the thing that slips through the cracks yeah <laughs> yeah but we'll say no more about that <laughs> so last week I asked you what character work do you do before writing your book and we had a lot of people after my own heart who mostly get to know their characters as they actually write. So David, Mary, Rick, Edwin, Steve and Matthew all said that. Uh, Catcher and T.L. Clark use Pinterest boards to get to know their characters, which is awesome. And Amy, Trev and Rachel work out a little bit beforehand, such as character flaws before they start writing. Mm-hmm. This week, we're asking you, What's your biggest struggle when it comes to writing sex scenes? <laughs> so, yes, this week we are talking all about writing sex scenes. Goodness. But let's start out in the safe territory with our clothes still on. And let's talk about our favourite romance tropes now you would probably wouldn't expect it from me as a dark dystopian and post-apocalyptic author but one thing I absolutely um completely obsessed with is those really cheesy teen coming of age romance (laughs) stories I love them and I cannot get enough of them and Thank goodness for Netflix, because they are absolutely jam-packed with those. Um, because it's it's nice, safe territory, that first romance. 
Um, no one's getting too down and dirty. And my they have all of my favorite, favorite tropes in such as friends to lovers, enemies to lovers. I I just love it. <laughs> and <laughs> and fake relationships. I love that one. It's so <laughs> dumb and so stupid, but yes, those are like my favorite romance tropes of all time. And they are in abundance in those wonderful coming of age stories that I love so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, you've also got the love triangle, which is a classic. Um, being stuck together. Uh, forbidden love. I love forbidden love. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, second chance romance. Yes. Um, soulmates, of course classic um and some of my favorites are a little bit more unusual so like the um belated love epiphany you know mm-hmm. where they just realize at the last minute like oh my god that's oh, the person yeah. i love after all um and i'm a real sucker for bad boys oh like so so bad it's terrible and and every time i get swept up in one of these i'm like that is so not very feminist of me but yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I do love a bad boy as long as you know the woman can keep up you know match him for, for mm-hmm. badness um and uh not like the other women and I I'm such a sucker for this one that I always use it um <laughs> it's it's my go-to you know romantic trope when I'm writing a romantic storyline um you know that the uh the main female protagonist is somehow different and you know rocks his world like nobody else has um (laughs) (laughs) but we should mention some of the nasty tropes that are dated and not um not really acceptable anymore it perhaps in in my opinion um (laughs) uh cinderella circumstances like Yeah. No, thank you. Um, no, gross. You know. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, damsel in distress. No, I would like a damsel who can rescue herself. Thank you very much. Um, we've talked a little bit about this one before, but the sort of uh, rape slash coercive control dressed as romance. Mm. Uh, yeah, when we covered vampires, we talked about that. Um, and beautiful all along. Oh my God. When, you know, like, the the woman is like a plain Jane and wears glasses and is you know blah and then she takes uh, her glasses off and lets her hair down and it's like oh my god she's a stunning woman and you're like yeah you know yeah that the, the glasses were not much of a disguise like yeah. <laughs> this trope is one that does crop up a heck of a lot in those teen rom-coms that I love so much that beautiful Lola Long one but I have noticed that it is starting to step away from that a little bit and we are actually getting less conventional attractive women Mm. you know like not just the Hollywood ideal of what an attractive woman is and and we are starting to see different body types and this is it's slowly happening Mm. but as I watch a heck of a lot of these and have done for a very long time it is something that I am noticing happening in these um 
teen rom-coms that yeah we are starting to move away from that beautiful all along yeah like you say you know oh if she just takes off her glasses and lets her hair down oh suddenly she's a stunner you Mm -hmm. know but we are starting to move away from that which is very very good I'm pleased to see yeah that's good to hear (laughs) so that's a sort of very brief um race through some of certainly not all of the common romantic tropes (laughs) there are hundreds of these okay um but yeah those are just a few that we particularly like and particularly loathe um but let's get on to the saucy stuff okay so there are a few basic approaches to sex scenes and it will completely depend upon your genre and crucially your audience as well as your own style and comfort zone so first of all there is the fade to black where the writer makes a reference to what is about to happen and then ends the scene. For example, they wrapped their arms around each other, locked in a passionate embrace. It was only the start of a magical night. The next morning, so you you know what's happened. You can read between the lines, but you don't actually explicitly find out about anything. It could be nothing. They could have just, you know, cuddled. Yeah, we'll (laughs) never know. Um, Then there's the Harlequin sex scene, uh, which is using really flowery similes and metaphors to describe sex. So terms like mansword. Yes. Um, I was trying to think of some other examples and I couldn't think of any because I've never read any of this kind of romance, but I I know the kind of thing it, Mm. it means. Then you have the emotional sex scene. So the emphasis is very much on what the characters are feeling rather than what they're doing. It will not be graphic. Um, This kind of style is very popular in new adult and general romance. Um, And this is more what I've tended to include. And then finally, there is the graphic sex scene with extremely explicit language. And it's intended to deliberately arouse or provoke and it's only really found in full-on erotica books so obviously the younger your market the less sexual your language needs to be there won't generally be sex in young adult uh, and I hope it goes without saying there won't be any at all in books for children um, <laughs> you never know so we'll just put that there anyway um, <laughs> Um, but there may be sexual tension and longing and, you know, some kissing and, you know, romance, but it, it will tend to stop at a certain point. Um, and if there is any suggestion that the young people involved are having sex, it will be glossed over. And I find this particularly interesting because we all know that most YA readers are actually middle aged women. Um, not teenagers Um, but I suppose you can't take the chance uh, that there will be teenagers reading and if your characters are teenagers and under the legal age of consent in a given country then obviously it's it's a slightly uncomfortable idea that they might be having sex but newsflash teenagers do have sex just in case you didn't know it does happen (laughs) So if your audience is adult and if it's within your comfort zone, you may choose to get more explicit. So, Angeline, 
you've often said that you dislike writing romance elements in your books but I seem to recall that changing fairly recently so what's your approach and how has it changed? Yeah absolutely right I have always struggled to write romance getting two people to fall in love at the right speed is just so hard plus there are so many cliches and corny horrible things to trip over And it is amazingly easy to write an unhealthy relationship such as one with a very uneven power dynamic without even realising it. You know, we think that that's something that we would spot, but actually it's quite easy to accidentally write it. But honestly, I think my biggest issue with writing romance has always been a lack of confidence in it. I've had feedback on older books of mine that has kind of hung on my mind the way that it does. My first self-published book, a lot of people felt that the romance happened too quickly. One minute they were friends and the next they were suddenly in love. And I think that kind of stung because I absolutely knew that it was true. (laughs) I just, I did jump because I didn't know how to write it. But the second feedback that came as a complete shock when a beta reader absolutely tore me apart for romanticizing an abusive relationship. I honestly had never seen it as abusive in the least but she did and that has really played on my mind ever since and she she really tore strips off me Mm -hmm. for it. So what changed? Well absolutely confidence was a huge part of it just gaining more writing and publishing experience, feeling like I actually finally knew what I was doing. That was a huge game changer, but I'll tell you what the other thing was. It was actually me learning to tackle one of the other things that I struggle with, writing action. So I attended a workshop on writing fight scenes and I actually did a lot of follow-up work afterwards, reading blog posts and watching videos. And there was so much advice in there that can be applied to writing romance and sex scenes. Things like focusing on your point of view character's thoughts and feelings rather than trying to describe the scene as a whole focusing on small details so that you don't get overwhelmed, using all of the senses to describe what's going on, and remembering your character's motivations, so what they want to get out of it. But probably, most of all, it was the advice that it is absolutely fine to skip over the scene, to have it happen off stage or mostly off stage. So it was actually learning to write fight scenes that taught me how to write romance. Well, it's all action, isn't it? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I actually love writing sex scenes. Um, And I can't quite believe I'm admitting this on the podcast, but the very first writing that I ever shared with the internet was actually erotic fan fiction. I don't talk about it much. (laughs) Good reason. Um, but that's sort of where I cut my chops, you know, it's where I I first shared my writing with people and, and got lots of encouragement to write something original. So, you know, I have to acknowledge that. Um, my published books so far haven't contained erotica, but there have been some romantic elements stronger in some books than others. I didn't have an actual sex scene until my third novel. 
and it was heavy on the emotion and scant on the explicit details. It was barely more than fade to black, to be honest. But it's, you know, I've heated things up a bit since then. After that series, I wrote my first vampire suspense book, and that is much heavier on the romance (laughs) and sex. There are some explicit references, but I deliberately kept it quite light. It definitely wasn't graphic, but I believe there were some more specific details um, and less of the fade to black stuff. But one project that I have that has never seen the light of day and remains unfinished is an outright erotica story that I started one year for Nano, actually. Um, But I got cold feet in the middle of it. And it was one of those where I... I wanted to make sure there actually was a plot. I didn't want it to be PWP. Um, Let us know if you know what that stands for. Um, And yeah, um, so I got a bit too much in my head over it and and stopped writing it. But I do kind of want to revisit that. Um, But I would need to figure out for myself what, you know, why I was writing it and who it was for and what I wanted to do with it. It might be something that I try and publish with a small press under a pen name one day, maybe, because yeah, I wouldn't want it interfering with my, you know, what I've already done and mixing genres is risky and yeah. Yeah. Erotica is one of those genres that a lot of people grab a pen name for isn't it yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah so if you have been listening to our podcast for a while and if you've been listening carefully you will know that I too have written erotica zombie (gasps) erotica in fact (laughs) I had a story published in an anthology titled 50 shades of decay and it is very graphic but that's it That was my one and only foray into erotica. Honestly, I doubt I'll ever repeat the experience, but I never say never. So as I've already said, I am totally obsessed with coming of age stories, first kisses, first romances, nice and clean. I'm not averse to sex scenes. I'm not too much of a prude, although I swear I am becoming more prudish as I get older. (laughs) But I am definitely a fade to black kind of person. I just don't find it that fun or interesting watching other people having sex. So I'm actually asexual or ace as it's known. And while I can't speak for all ace people, of course, I can only speak for me. But I'm pretty uninterested in the whole thing. Now, the other thing that kind of annoys me is the romanticization of it, because we we all know that sex is pretty clumsy and funny and kind of ridiculous. And it's also quite mucky and gross with bodily fluids and such. And it is very rarely that perfect. But then I guess people want to escape in fiction to have the perfect dream ideal of life. I mean, I don't know, I write, read a lot of dystopia myself, so maybe it's just my aceness, but I will always applaud a more realistic sex scene that we can all just have a good laugh about because sex is funny and it is kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I definitely think that your aceness um is coming into play there because I feel very differently (laughs) um 
And yeah, I I think you you've hit the nail on the head about people wanting to escape because you know, yeah, it's very few people get to um regularly experience the kind of sex that we see in fiction. Um but it is real. It it is possible. It does happen. Um it's just a bit more of a <laughs> a special significant moment rather than your everyday you know experience um but yeah i i think that occasionally showing that sort of funny clumsy side of things um uh, is good because it is relatable because we've all had that kind of sex and oh, it's yes. <laughs> and it's it's good to be able to laugh about it rather than feeling ashamed um or like there was something wrong. Like, you know, I think there is a danger, especially with younger people, perhaps, to feel like mm-hmm. they did something wrong. Um, so lifting the curtain on that, I think, is a really good idea. However, that's not the point of erotica. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there, I think the two different kinds of sex scene would fit in different kinds of books. Um, and obviously people who are reading romance or erotica are are looking for that idealized version of life they are looking for something they can get lost in and close their eyes and imagine happening and feel all warm and gooey inside so um and possibly outside too um (laughs) so yeah i i think there's a time and a place for both kinds um and yeah Mm. yeah i i always whenever i think about like funny sex scenes the I think the ultimate movie for that is American Pie mm-hmm. that one is just so funny and I I really think they they certainly get it right about how awkward like your first sexual experiences can be mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so assuming you want to write a good sex scene and I mean, this would go for, I, th- I think everything we're about to say would also fit in with writing a more humorous look at it. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. But some things you want to try and do, okay. Connect with the character and by default the reader because they are experiencing what your character experiences. Um, so get personal and make it real. Make it about their feelings, even in graphic you know if you're writing graphic erotica you still need to think about their feelings um it's just obviously in a more emotional sex scene that's all you're you know portraying really um so to make that connection real tap into your own desires which may be more difficult if you are on the ace side of things um but you know i well i don't want to speak like for you Angeline obviously you're the one who has experience of this but um if you are choosing to write a sex scene then you've made that choice and you kind of you commit to it so you know you you need to do whatever you need to do to to bring out the things that are going to make it relatable for the reader um avoid cliches where at all possible um I was trying to think actually of of an example of a a cliche in a sex scene but 
I couldn't think of anything. Maybe I've just managed to avoid reading any really bad. Actually, that's not true because I have read Fifty Shades. Um, (laughs) I'd rather not remember that. Um, (laughs) Fair enough. I can't say anything because, unsurprisingly, I have not read any of those books. Um, So also know your audience. So make sure you know who it's marketed for um, and and what they want and what they're expecting, which leads on to the final point of know the tropes. Oh, mm. Know the trope because romance readers in particular are extremely strict about tropes. And if they read a book which does not adhere to the tropes of the market, they will hate on you. You will get hate mail. It's like... Yeah you know they get very angry um so if it's romance it needs a happily ever after or at least a happily for now um don't like kill off the dashing hero um at the end like no don't do that if you do that it's not a romance um (laughs) that's a drama uh different genre um so yeah know your tropes and stick to them like glue (laughs) yes definitely yeah and like I said before those things that I learn about writing action scenes are totally work with writing sex scenes as well um so yeah know what your um know what your character wants to get out of it and yeah you can totally write sex scenes if you're on the asexual spectrum um I mean the ace spectrum goes from there are are sex positive aces there are sex indifferent aces and there are sex repulsed aces um so while you may choose to write fade to black sex scenes which absolutely i do um you yeah as an ace person you can absolutely write a sex scene because it's still about your character you know, it's just it's just another thing that your character is doing and you're tapping into you what your character's emotions are and what their motivations are. And as long as you've got their voice very clear in your head, then you should be able to write them doing anything, whether it's something that you enjoy yourself or if it's something that you don't. Although, to be fair, that that's me saying that, and I've never written a character enjoying a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you don't have to have experience of being an assassin to yes, exactly. write an assassination scene. So, yeah, yeah um, absolutely. It doesn't have... I, I mentioned about tapping into your own desires, but, you know, researching what other people might yeah. desire as well oh, is important we we all have a friend who loves to tell us about their sex life <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone knows someone like that so yeah if you if you're really struggling to think about like what does turn people on then find that friend of yours mm-hmm. <laughs> <And that's all laughs> you. yeah absolutely or watch a few episodes of sex in the city and get a range of um do you know, I've never, I've never watched that either. What? <laughs> I know I don't watch a lot of TV. Not not I don't watch a lot of what other people watch. 
yeah <laughs> although knowing that you're ace actually it makes sense that you wouldn't be that drawn to a show about sex yeah yes probably but, yeah <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, absolutely. Watching TV shows and movies is a it's a really good way to um, get get to see what you should be writing. And of course, reading. Re- you should always read widely in yeah. every genre. <laughs> yeah, I think if you're going to write something, especially if it's for the first time um, that contains any kind of sex scene, read a few books in the genre as well to get that idea because you're not going to know the tropes if you don't read the books as well so um yeah read the books that already that are selling well and then you know what people want and then you know what what kind of sex scenes people want to read so do your research (laughs) yes as you should be with anything that you're writing yes so so we shall move on to our would you rather question and don't don't worry it's not a dangerous one (laughs) (laughs) i i was like hmm i need to write a would you rather question related to our topic hmm (laughs) this could be tricky (laughs) so holly would you rather end up sharing a lift or elevator with a couple who are absolutely all over each other and pretty much doing the deed in the lift or would you rather share one with a couple who are having a blazing row (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the couple who are um yeah engaged in more passionate um (laughs) sexual activity i i find other people arguing just the worst it's it's awful because I'm really empathic so um I I can't be around arguing people it it really distresses me so yeah no way no I I could not be in a in a lift with people having an argument because yeah arguments scare me (laughs) but whichever way it swung I would be getting off at the next floor (laughs) (laughs) I would be out of that lift as soon as I possibly could (laughs) (laughs) no would not want to be in either of those thank you very much (laughs) (sighs) okay so just a reminder of our question of the week what's your biggest struggle when it comes to writing sex scenes Yes. And do not forget to pick up your tickets for Indie Fire. We have live workshops running throughout Saturday, November the 28th. We have one workshop on editing, one on world building and one on goal setting. And you can buy tickets for each of those individually for just £8 each. Or you can get a full access ticket for just £20. That gives you access to all three live workshops as well as lifetime access to a whole heap of replayable panel discussions and workshop sessions. And we will also be recording a live on-screen episode of this very podcast on the 28th. So don't miss that. Get all the information and grab your tickets at indiefire.uk. Until next time. 
thanks for listening to this episode of the Unstoppable Authors Podcast. We'll be back next week with more of our tenacity and worldly wisdom. If you want even more of us, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook and our show notes and heaps of helpful blog articles are at unstoppableauthors.com. We want to connect with you. Join our Guild of Unstoppable Authors via our website and you will not only hear from us every week, but you will also get a free digital copy of my book, 30 Days of World Building. We also have a Facebook group where we hold each other accountable, share our goals and successes and encourage each other to be unstoppable. You can find that at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we are unstoppable authors. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to subscribe and leave a review. See you next week. Welcome to episode number 70 of Unstoppable Authors and it's time to put, I've just realised this isn't episode 70. It's 71. <laughs> it's 71. As soon as I said it, I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, that's not right. That's a perfect outtake though. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. All right. <laughs> Good job I no- realised then and not like at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah okay let's try that again